Revelation 13, it's, it's not pretty, but we're supposed to have respect unto all his commandments. Then shall I not be afraid when I have, then shall I not be ashamed when I have respect unto all thy, I think it said precepts exactly there in Psalm 119. And at the end of this book of Revelation, it says, I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify unto you these things in the churches. And uh, surely I come quickly, he says. So he wants these things to be testified. Revelation 13 is a, a chapter about the bad guys, the bad guys of all bad guys, and even part of chapter 12 with the devil being pictured as a dragon. And the last part of chapter 13 talks about this notorious mark of the beast. And again, um, we are to, uh, I, I want us to carefully go through, whenever we go through the Bible, I like to, be as thorough as I can without like, you know, dying on one hill and never getting away from it. I like to be as thorough as I can taking verses and sections at a time so we can get a grasp of it and help and uh, as a pastor give you a gist of what I believe it's saying to us. And uh, again, in the future, there will be a, a, a big um, draw to a major world leader. And he will have a, a person who supports him the scripture here calls another beast. He's pictured as a lamb who has horns but speaks like a dragon. And there's the picture. This is not, kids, this is not exactly what these men will look like. It's saying these characteristics of these beasts that you see are emblematic of their behavior and their sound and their character and their power. So these beasts are emblems of how a person, this personality, these two personalities are going to behave and where they come from. We looked at this false prophet last week, the beast of the earth. He's like a promotional man, gets all the world. He's kind of like a John the Baptist in the most evil way. He's not getting people to follow Christ. He's getting people to follow Antichrist, not Messiah, but false Messiah, and pointing everybody toward this in the future, this world leader. And this, even this man, this beast, this other beast of the earth, this other false prophet that, again, is in Revelation 13, can perform miracles and call down fire from heaven. And people will say, well, he must be God, or he must, this must be a true prophet, and he must be pointing us to this Antichrist who had just proclaimed himself as God. It must be true, because how can you deny when fire comes from heaven? How can you deny that this is genuine? When he does a miracle, how could you deny these things? And the only response that I think these future believers will be able to say is the way we deny it is because it, it runs against the word of God. This man does not match the true Messiah. This man's a blasphemer. This, this prophet uh, is pointing us toward a demonic person. We don't, we don't follow miracles. We don't follow signs and wonders. They're interesting and we follow at the end of the day, the last objective word of truth is the word of God. It's the more sure word of prophecy. When Peter and James and John saw Jesus transfigured in front of them on the mount, and they saw Moses and Elijah, he was like, wow, that's amazing. Peter recounted that incident, and he said, you know, we have a more, watching that is less dependable than having the very Bible. The Bible is more dependable than me actually seeing Jesus Christ in, in that transfiguration in heaven. That's what he said in 2 Peter 1. So believers are going to be really tested in this day. Now let's look at, it's going to go to this extent of this mark of the beast. Let's read this here. 
Revelation 13. Let's pick up in verse 16. We'll just do 16, 17, 18. And the, the he here is this false prophet. He's going to enforce this mark. And he causeth all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads. And that no man might buy or sell, save he that had the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast. For it is the number of a man. And his number is six hundred three score and six. I <clears throat> There's maybe still a lot, some mystery surrounding this mark. Uh, some people have different ideas of what the mark of the beast is. All kinds of thoughts and ideas. I mean, you look at, sometimes people thought a barcode, you know, because you look at the barcode, maybe that first, middle, and last one, did that represent a six, you know? Somebody made a case for that on barcodes. Um, uh, people thought maybe, you know, vaccine, a certain vaccine will be the mark of the beast. Matt was teasing with me before the service. He said, you know, Pastor, you can get a vaccine in your forehead, you know? And uh, it, 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 honestly, it could be that something's put in you through a vaccine, and it shows up as a this what we'll see. But in and of itself, a vaccine in and of itself is not the mark of a beast. Putting a, you know, uh, a vaccine in you in and of itself, or even a needle in and of itself, is not the mark of the beast. But people have thought different ideas. Um, a driver's license. Uh, now we don't th- by that we're like yeah whatever. I mean years ago people thought this isn't right. A driver's license. Next thing you know, they're going to be stamping a, 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 a tattoo on our head. And it's like, well, that's a little bit of a jump there. But, uh, you know, or a Social Security card. I don't like some of these things myself. I don't, don't I, you know. But that doesn't mean it's, a, just because you don't like something doesn't mean it's the mark of the beast. Let's just stop right there. Just because we don't like something doesn't mean it's unbiblical. Just like measure something by the Word of God, not by your feelings or your opinions or even our politics. So there's different ideas. And you might send me an email, Pastor, look at this one. This is, and, 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 and I'll, maybe I'll read it. But there's all kinds of thoughts. And a lot of the, what it happens when the, what is the mark of the beast I add, uh, question, a lot of what happens is imagination, speculation, speculation, speculation. A lot of it comes down to I speculate, I speculate, I formulate, I formulate. And what maybe, what I don't know what people are hoping to say is like when they get into heaven, they look down, see, I told you it was that. See, it was that one thing I sent you that email about, you know. Is that what's going to happen? I don't know. But my point is a lot of stuff that Christians kind of get into, and even these certain prophecy teachers they help them sell their books. They just start speculating. They're guests on this and guests on that, and it's not a clear evident thing of the Word of God. Whatever we want to assert is fine as long as it has strong support in the Bible. Else it's just imagination and man's playground of his mind. Deuteronomy 29.29 says, The secret things belong unto the Lord, but those things which are revealed belong unto us and to our children forever that we may do all the words of this law. In other words, we don't want to play around in speculation, but we need to it, we, need to, we don't want to uh, spend time in speculation, but spend time in revelation. That is the whole book of the Bible. 
which is revelation. Let's focus on what we do know. So, that, which brings us to tonight. What do we know about this whole thing, about this mark? So, uh, that's the wrong spot here. What do we know? I'm going to fast forward here. The first part of that chapter was about the beast, then the other beast, the mark of the beast. All right, here's what we do know, and we'll just try to go through this. The first thing about this mark of the beast that we can say, and we should tell people this, that take this lightly, because the secular mind is aware of this. It would be better to die than for a person to receive the mark. Follow me to Revelation 14, 9, verse 9. It would be better to die than to receive it. Revelation 14, listen to these words, verses 9 to 12. And the third angel followed them, saying with a loud voice, If any man worship the beast in his image and receive his mark in his forehead or in his hand, the same shall drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out without mixture into the cup of his indignation, and he shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels, angels and in the presence of the Lamb. And the smoke of their torment ascendeth up forever and ever, and they have no rest day nor night, who worship the beast in his image, and whosoever receiveth the mark of his name. Here is the patience of the saints. Here are they that keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. It will be clear by the time this thing gets enforced in that day, forcing the mark of the beast on the whole world, which we'll look at that, those that are refusing it and a sustained refusal in this case, that's going to be a mark of, the, of patient saints. So it's better to die than to receive it. Number two, it's yet to be fully realized. Yet to be fully realized. Now, again, what, what, are, what we're talking about is something that, was, that is brought on by a particular person at a particular time with a particular strength of force. That's yet to happen. Look at verse 13. Chapter, chapter 13. Look at verse... Um, I'm sorry, verse 11. Verse 11. And I beheld another beast come up out of the earth. And he had two horns like a lamb, and he spake as a dragon. Verse 12. He exerciseth all the power of the first beast. And then it goes to verse 16. Look at verse 16. And he causeth all. The he there is a specific person that's doing this. It's this false prophet who is a person. Okay? So there's going to be a specific person doing this thing. In which I, again, what I, what I, based on the word of God, would say to you tonight, this, this whole deal is yet to be fully realized. Now look, that doesn't mean the whole idea of 666 or Mark or whatever People aren't going to take it upon themselves. There's people who tattooed it on themselves, on their forehead. Have you ever heard of that? Ever heard of somebody doing it, tattooed on their head or their hand, like, yeah, look at this, you know? Well, you're pretty dumb. The people may do it on themselves. There may be some other kind of governmental pressure to do something else. We're starting to feel it, aren't we, with the vaccine thing? You know, whether you want them or not, I'm, I don't care if you do a vaccine or don't do a vaccine. But just the idea of them pushing you to do something very personal bothers me, okay, right? If I want to do it, let me do it. Just the idea of them pushing a personal decision like that bothers me. Well, that's just going to keep going and going and going, and eventually you'll find ourselves at, the, at this threshold here. But this is yet to be realized. This intensity is yet to be realized. It's not here yet. That's what I'm saying. This is not here. It's not like, yeah, 
I bought a, you know, I bought some product and some guy told, some Christian told me that was a mark of the beast. No, that's just, no. All right, so number three, uh, it involves all people everywhere. Verse 16, it involves all people everywhere. He causeth all, again, the false prophet, who's the PR guy for the, for the uh, beast. He causes all people, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond to receive a mark. So this is indiscriminately thrust on the whole world. They don't care if you're a president or you're, you know, you're just uh, some poor person in another country. They don't care if you're rich or poor. He's going to cause everybody indiscriminately upon everybody. All nations, all languages. Okay, so it uh, involves all people. It will, uh, number four, it will, it will uh, <laughs> this mark of the beast will be a person's economic key to success and survival. By this time, if you don't take it, it's going to mean uh, a very challenge on your survival or you'll starve or something or die because of be, by the uh, persecution. If you take it, that's your key to success, to buying things, to keep on doing business, and to prosper. So again, taking the mark, taking the mark will be one's economic key to success. Whenever somebody talks about keys to success, fine, listen, but discern, what are you talking about? I can have a key to secular success that might involve all kinds of things that would compromise a, what's pleasing to God. In this case, this is an ultimate compromise. Um, so anyways, it's, it'll be that. So uh, number, number five, we'll move along here. Uh, it will be clearly expressed. Look at verse 17 again. Uh, well, at the end of verse 16, what does it say? To receive a mark. Verse 16, where? In the right hand or on the natural billboard above your eyebrows, your forehead. That does seem like it's kind of like a natural billboard. Like, Pastor, some of them are getting bigger, like yours. The billboard's getting bigger, you know. It's like, so he's going to cause it to be put here. It'll be clearly expressed here or here. You know, a lot of people use their right hand or have their hand free. Who would want to hide their, I mean, I'm a lefty, so I could do it. But who would hide their, not very many people try to hide their right hand. They use it. So it's going to be clear there or there. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to be clearly expressed. Now, I'm going to look at the breakdown this other thing. Look what it says. It seems like it's in a th- one of three ways. We know the place, here or here. We know that for sure. And it looks like it'll be expressed in one of three ways on these places. Look what it says, to that no man might buy, verse 17, or sell, save he that had the mark or the name of the beast, or the number of his name. So I, I, I see three kind of, it doesn't matter, it's still, it's damning. But a mark means a strike. Maybe it'll look like a logo. The strike, the mark, or the name. This guy is going to have a name. This Antichrist will have a name, a personal name. Or the number of his name. It tells us what that number is here in the next verse. It's 666. We often think the mark of the beast is only just that part. And maybe that's what most people have. I don't know. But it tells me three facets. Did you see that? A mark or that the personal name here of this person or the number of his name. 
And we'll look at that, that his name, his personal name will probably, it's going to correspond with a numerical number. All right? So it'll, but it'll be clearly expressed, clearly expressed. I was talking to you this morning about son's gear, you know, showing your son's gear, wearing your purple. We've got some people wearing some purple tonight, huh? Uh, I don't know if it was on purpose. You're like, what? Son's game. No. Um, but, you know, they when I went to Mesa High, they'd be like, all right, on Friday, the football game days, you got to wear your purple and gold. And I was like, whatever, you know. <laughs> so we'd do it. And, and I actually had graphics on the side of my car that were purple and gold, so I had it all the time. Like, there it is on the side of my car there, purple and gold for, for the uh, – all intimidating jackrabbits. <laughs> so, but you know, people are showing they're clearly they're clearly expressing. It's clearly expressed, which really leads us to the next point. This is really what I'm trying to get at. Number six, it will signify allegiance to the beast. Allegiance, verse sixteen and seventeen. Again, they'll have the mark in their hand or in their foreheads that no man might buy or sell, save he that had the mark of the name. The beast with the number of his name is talking again. It keeps coming back to this personal person, allegiance. You know, slaves in this day, in John's day, they do, do tattoos or brands. Did you hear me? Tattoos or brands in John's day. Usually, two types of people did it: prisoners or soldiers. Prisoners would do. Um, you know, tattoos, or, or pardon me, yeah, actually they did do prisoners, there's three, prisoners, uh, soldiers, and slaves. Prisoners would do it, they would have it on them whether they wanted it or not. Um, slaves did to show, can you guess why a slave would have a mark on them? Owner, Owner. might as well brand cattle, I mean that's just how it was, a tattoo or a brand on them, showing who they're Ownership was, their master was. And then soldiers would do the same to show allegiance to their general. So people did tattoos and brands back in the day. And uh, it showed who they were, who they belonged to, who they were loyal to. And um, so it'll signify allegiance. You know, again, we wear our son's gear. Like, look, I'm, I'm a faithful uh, son's fan, you know. Yeah, go wear that shirt right in the middle of L.A. Okay, Pastor, I'll do that. I'll do it right in front of the, what's the L.A. arena thing? Staples Center. Just wear it right there in front of Staples Center and see what happens. Yeah. I mean, go ahead. I mean, it's fine. You know, I'm really brave, you know, for the Suns. I'll wear that Suns gear in front of the. But this is serious. This will, this will signify allegiance. And, but the, the thing is in this day, again, the thing in this day People that have the mark, you'll be part of the crowd. It'll be like being at a, well, let's use the Lakers. It'll be like being at a Lakers game with Lakers gear on. Everybody's got that. Ah, everybody's got that. Of course it's accepted, you know. It's like everybody will be, yeah, okay, cool, yeah. But the person who doesn't, that says, I'm not showing allegiance to this man. I don't care if he's calling fire down from heaven. I don't care if that guy rose from the dead. I don't care if the whole world's following him because the whole world will be. I'm not taking his mark. I will not be a, show allegiance and loyalty to him. Here's the patience of the saints. 
And that's why you start seeing bloodshed and you start seeing saints show up under the altar in heaven on some of these scenes in Revelation because they're going to pay a price for that. Denial of the most charismatic leader the world has ever seen, animated by the devil, and they say no to him, and they will pay a price. But it'll signify allegiance to him. And then uh, two more points here on this is the number seems to signify, the number six itself, you know, it seems to signify the exalting of man, okay? Um, why six? You know, and I'll just give you a few things based on what I've seen in Scripture and we'll, is that six seems to be the number of, ma- of, it will be the number of a man, 666, but six itself seems to be kind of the number of man, okay? That is, what day was man created on? Yeah, with all the beasts of the earth. On the sixth day. How many days is man given to work? Six days, okay? And there's a few other little spots in the Bible that seems like, yeah, it's kind of the number of man, six. In and of itself, it's not evil. You can have six on your baseball jersey. If that's your favorite number, fine. Just keep it as the single one. Maybe double. That's it, okay? Don't triple that thing, all right? It's fine. There's, we're not going to think less of you. But as far as like thematically in the Bible, it seems to kind of point to, to man, now, if you triple it, 666, it's almost like man saying, me, 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 triple me, the exalting of man. Man at his zenith, man exalted, Superman, man, man, man. And that's why it's going to correspond with this guy's name. Oh, did you notice that he did this letters of his name in whatever language, whatever, again, I think he's going to be from another country in Europe or Northern Africa or that circle of the former Roman Empire, his name's going to somehow correspond with the 666, and we'll look at that in a minute. But it signifies, seems to signify the exalting of man. Again, what is it that may, people do even now that, what is the attitude of people even now that would put a tattoo on their forehead of that, or on their hand? Or like, I want my license plate to be 666. What's usually the attitude of people like that? God. That's how they are, if they believe in him at all. I know their conscience does. It's like, yeah, whatever, God. Like, it's a very man-centered attitude, even the ones that are pushing this. Okay. So, um, the last point here, and then we'll do a few takeaways is tribulation saints, this is where I think that the kind of the passage is going. Look at verse 18. Tribulation saints are given a heads up to identify this guy. Look what it says. Listen to the language of verse 18. Here is wisdom. That means pay attention to this. Let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man. It's the number of a certain personality with a certain name. And his number is 603 score and six. Now, in some, I I don't find it in our culture, but in some cultures, your name corresponds with a number. I can't remember remember what the name, the way they call that is, um, it's like a numeric correspondence there. Your name can actually correspond with a certain numbers, a certain uh, uh, total number. You know, like maybe some Roman guy somewhere, his name adds up to 985 or something. This guy's name, whatever it is, and whatever his particular language, it will correspond with 666. It is the number of a particular man, is what it's saying. 
So when it says, verse 18, here is wisdom. Let him that have the understanding count the number of the name. I think God's particularly calling out to tribulation saints, saying, you're going to see him do all kinds of crazy things, stand in the temple, say he's God, his, his uh, chummy guy pulled down fire. But here's, let's just positively identify this guy. Look at his name. Look at that. It, it corresponds with that to help kind of give another final ID of the, of the beast, the Antichrist. It'll help identify him. So the world is going to parade around in their jersey, so to speak, of the mark, of the hand, of the forehead, parade around like they're world champions. I got the mark. Not knowing, really, they're kind of all in Satan's concentration camp, and he's got them all marked, really. But they're going to parade around like, look, we're the champion. We're on, we're on the beast side. And there's going to be a certain uh, happiness about this because they're saying, I can keep buying. I can stay in business. I've been successful. What's wrong with you? Why don't you just take the mark and not suffer so much? You should call yourself a Christian. Just take the mark. You know, and people who won't take it will suffer economically, and people who do will keep, at least go on as status quo. But the world's going to parade around and showing the mark as if they have a championship jersey or championship hat. And it will be accepted everywhere except where it matters, with God. It doesn't matter if the whole world accepts something and it's wrong. Don't do it if it's wrong. It doesn't matter if the whole world isn't doing something that's right. If it's right, let's do it. You know, it's going to be very much that way in that day. It is kind of that way right now. Kids, when, the, when you say, but everybody else does this, this, and that, that's not the measure of saying if something's right or not. If something's right or not, it's because it's revealed in the Bible. Or your parents said, give you a particular permission about a scenario. That's, those are your voices there. It's not 10,000 other people do this or have this or bought this or watch this. That's not your measure of what's right. What's right is based on, for kids, your parental voice and God's voice right here. And so let's do these takeaways here. Three takeaways. All right. Number one, we can, let's just remember, we can benefit from inventions, technology, and in innovation without fearing the mark. Because we know what it is now, all right, we've discerned it, right? It's here, here, in different spots, and we looks like we're going to be gone for that thing. So then it's okay to just, you know, if we've got some innovation, some technology that comes out, just, you know, okay. You still think through it, see if it's in your budget and everything, and it's not compromising Christianity or morals or disrupting relationships that really matter. And technology is technology. I mean, once they, look, whatever, three, 4,000 years ago when they figured out how to make a better saddle on a donkey, I'm sure there were people like, I don't like that old, that's, I do the old-fashioned way. You know, the, a new saddle on a donkey was technology. You know, a new type of bit that, that didn't wear out was technology. Uh, a wheel that, that went better was technology and an invention. And, you know, all the way up to now, a motor, an automobile, a better phone. Technology just comes and goes. It's, it's principles that we need to think through. So we can benefit from those things um, still. Number two, um, when this is important, and I've kind of said it, but when economic success and loyalty to Jesus conflict, then choose Christ. But I can be economically successful if I compromise in this moral area, compromise in this area of my, um, my following of the Lord Jesus Christ. If I compromise a little bit, I'll be more successful. I'll be more at it. I'll be more um, 
financially prosperous, I'll be more whatever. But it, at the cost of uh, my identity with Jesus and compromising something of moral, spiritual value, if those things collide, do like Moses, who though he was in the household of Pharaoh, he chose rather he, to not identify with them anymore. He was, kind of a, he was kind of an inheritor of probably the kingdom. He chose not to be identified with them, knowing he was a Hebrew, and chose rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. That's how we have to be right now. There's certain times, I'm not saying you try to find ways to be poor and pathetic, but I'm saying if you have a collision, we choose Christ over, over, over riches. We choose Christ over profit if, there's, if it comes to a collision. People will not do that, in that. Well, there will be a few people, I'm sorry, that will do that. But most of the world will not. So let, let us do that. And then last of all, last, last takeaway here. Um, let us bear marks of Christ. The marks of Jesus. Um, you know, it's like, how do I, how can I bear, how can I show loyalty to Jesus, that I'm loyal to him, that I have his mark? You don't have to go get a tattoo with John 3.16. You don't have to do that. You don't have to get Christian tattoos, okay? It's easier to get a Christian tattoo than actually act like a Christian. And that's what I think some people are doing right now. You don't have to get Christian tattoos and other stuff like that. Just let your word show it. Let your lifestyle show it. Let your attitude show it. Bear the marks of Christ. Let even in how we are in suffering. I think Paul said something about, I bear the marks of the Lord Jesus Christ. And it was in the context of his suffering for Jesus made him look a little more like Jesus to the world. Let us show Christ in, in these other ways. And even in a baptism. Baptism is a very simple way to show Jesus. And it's the first thing he told us to do once we're saved. Hey, Identify with me, and that's what believers did in the first century and since. But let so mark of the beast. Yeah, we're not. I don't want to play games. You know, I, look if you go to the store and it adds up, you get your bubble gum and your soda, and some adds up to six dollars and sixty six cents. Just pay it. It's fine. If you're really nervous, throw in another. Try it. Gum, you know, if that really makes you nervous. But it's okay if it came to six dollars and sixty six cents of your bill. Just pay it. Just don't get a stamp of it on you, all right? How many of you ever had that? Anybody have that, you know? Yeah, had it. If you want it, fine. It just, yeah, that's all right, you yeah. um, know? So, but again, all this to say, we see that there, but again, there's the Antichrist and there's the Christ. It keeps me, making us want to turn back to, I'm looking for his coming. I want to bear his marks. He's the blessed Savior and the blessed hope that I look for that's coming. So let's have a word of prayer.